2: hello and welcome to still got legs a doctor who rewatch podcast brought to you by another happy studios this way he's not the face of bow all right it's jack that's it the last of the time lords <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Still Got Legs, the only other Doctor Who podcast in the world. Uh, my name is Nathan. I'm joined with my co host, Lawrence. Lawrence, hello.
1: Hello, Nathan. How the devil are you?
2: Literally, no one cares, Lawrence, because we're joined this week by a very special guest, all the way from the Missing Mystic Falls podcast. Catherine is back. Hello, Catherine.
3: Hi. Thank you so much for having me back.
2: No problem.
3: Yeah! <laughs>
2: The crowd is going wild. How are you doing, Catherine?
3: Good, thank you. Excited to be talking about Ducky Who. Yes. Yes.
1: I'm excited that I can finally speak to someone that has seen The Vampire Diaries and has an interest in it. (laughs) I I know Nathan listens to the show, but he hasn't seen it, and I don't think you can fully appreciate it until you've seen it.
3: Uh, It's such a mad show that like (laughs) me and my two friends talked about so much, we needed a safe space to contain our conversations, (laughs) because there is so much to say always
1: yeah we that was the same for us with doctor who we found like we'd just be out and we'd like just monopolize any conversation like hey have you guys thought about this from doctor who in season one from like 15 years ago or whatever so this is our safe space welcome it's nice to have a third a third party in our safe space we've opened up the floor
2: i will say uh vampire diaries does i again never seen an episode but it does sound particularly unhinged um <laughs> So so that's what I like listening to you guys talk about it, but I don't know. I just, <laughs> it sounds wild. I feel like, I feel like I get the, the point of it mostly. So like, that's all I need. I'm fine with that.
3: All, all we care about is the download. So that's all we need. Okay. We don't care if you watch the show. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's fine then. That's fine. Um, but yeah, so we're here today to talk about the finale of season three. Uh, this is the last of the Time Lords, written by Russell T Davies, directed by Colin Teague. Obviously, the same writing directing duo uh, as of last week. Uh, Catherine, I just want to start with you. So obviously, because you've been joining us for the last like few episodes or so, what are your thoughts on like this whole like? two-parter kind of three-parter but not really as a whole
3: oh I I mean I don't want to weigh into the controversial two versus three-parter but I did watch (laughs) three episodes to prepare for this so leave that what you will um I really like I love this season like why I asked to be kindly welcome back to this episode is because I love Martha (laughs) Jones um and I think it's like a really good cap um to her art and in general like there's a few silly things um but I think it works very well as a season finale
2: I don't know if I agree because (laughs) (laughs) because I was watching this episode earlier today and for the most part I was just like this is pretty bad I think I was I was not having a good time with a lot of it you are heartless you are like you, you
1: you say you say what happened in my childhood this is cheesy to the max this is lovely this has emotional payoffs, some some really well written scenes. It's it's got dumb shit. It's got very very dumb shit in it.
2: Yes, but it's too but much. it's but it's good. Yeah, it's got a lot of dumb shit in it. You're definitely right there. Okay, <laughs> um, well written scenes, a few, one or two perhaps, um, and then there's just some. Some Russellisms, some egos <laughs> that need to be put in check. There's just a lot of stuff flying all around the place, but we will obviously get into that. So you like this one a lot, then, Lawrence?
1: Yeah, I, I don't see like, I, th- this is this is my this is my favorite era of the show. And Catherine, I know that you said this is your you, you're a you're a Russell stan like me. Um, but this it's it's I I just don't think you you. I mean, obviously you can not like this because Nathan's saying he doesn't. But I just, I don't see how. It's so quick moving. It's like, it's, 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 it's a cure to like some poor writing moments in this season. Like Martha saves the day. It's great. It's a great episode for the companion. It's a great episode for the doctor. It's a great comeuppance for the master who has been someone we've loved to hate for a couple of episodes. I just, I don't know. I don't know how you can't not enjoy this it's a good time all right,
2: first of all first of all i would massively disagree with the f- with the point you just made there where you said it's a great episode for the doctor he doesn't do anything for the entire episode okay and
1: and good he deserves to take a backseat he's been a wanker this whole fucking show this whole season he's been a prick
2: yeah i would agree and then i'd argue he's even more of a prick later on but, but not not to jump too far ahead lawrence where does the episode open
1: Weirdly, it, we don't just get a straight up. Um, normally, with these like two part cliffhangers, we get just an instant moment where things are okay again. Um, we spoke last week about how this is basically as fucked as it's ever been. Like one tenth of the population just got decimated. Um, in the words of the master, Martha has teleported off the Valiant. Jack has been executed and I'd imagine revived and then executed again for a few a few more times for good measure. Um But this episode picks up one year later, which is that's I don't know that's a statement that's like oh, it's been fucked for a year it's it, we haven't just resolved this. I think that's really cool.
3: I think it brings so much like emotional weight that it's like a year on, and the world is fucked, and our characters, uh, particularly the human characters and the Joneses are a year on like living through this mm. like fucking hell. Do you not think it like adds an, a new layer that we haven't had before?
2: I do, yeah, I definitely do. And I think that would have been more interesting to focus on rather than what we ended up getting. Um, (laughs) Because, like, because, yes, it is a year later, but it doesn't really feel like it. It's just instantly, like, it's... I think my issue with it is, like, yeah, the episode opens up with, like, oh, it's been a year and all this stuff has happened. But then, like, as soon as we get to the Valiant, the Master is, like... Oh, here's everything that happened exactly one year ago, Doctor. Remember when we did this? Remember when you spoke to Martha and told her to go do that? This all happened one year ago. Not five minutes ago, just one year ago. And, and it just doesn't feel like it's been a year to me. If we actually spent time focusing on, like, the stuff the Joneses went through, rather than them just kind of saying it, which is still interesting, but... I know, it feels like a bit of a missed opportunity to me. I I think you can feel that it's been a year. I do get
1: what you're saying, because this was filmed... (laughs) They filmed this, like, the same day, probably, a lot of these scenes. Like, I I get it. From, like, an outside perspective, as an informed audience member, you know that it's not been a year, but it's... I do think it feels like it. I think the Joneses, um, there's a lot of moments you can see a lot of the times where they're just chatting amongst each other, you know, like, you know, they, 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 they watch Japan burn. He brought us out on the deck. Like, they, they go into some quite, like, awful stuff that, you know, this TV show could never show us, really, because it would probably mm. be too, not, not what the BBC wanted to put out. I think the state of the world seems fucked. I think Martha seems to have in terms of her like demeanor and like how she even just like straight away when she starts speaking to to tom milligan like she just seems different she seems a bit older a bit wiser um and a bit warier she's in <laughs> i wrote my note exactly says she's in her unit era even if she doesn't know it yet um but yeah so i don't know catherine do you think it's do, do you think it feels like a, a time has passed though?
3: i i think it does and I personally think like whatever gaps there is in the writing, um, I think is made up for in some of the performance, particularly from Martha's like Mar- Martha, Martha's mum and her sister Trish. Like I think those three performances are really solid, and yeah, they only get a few lines of dialogue, but I think they manage to convey a lot with what they are given.
2: No, I'd agree with that. Yeah,
1: what I, I enjoy, and I also kind of think it's it's there is a sadness to it which is just the master is acting like a sore winner. He's just, yeah. you know, he's 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 doing track through. You get the impression, he says, like, Who, who's going to massage me today? You get the impression oh, he's gosh. just living the same day over and over, the same sexist day over and over. And I don't know, I feel like the way everyone looks just so sick of it, he's like a spoilt brat, and I just think it introduces... You know, it, I, in a way, Nathan, I kind of, I guess I can see what you're saying, because although a year has gone on, nothing has changed. He's still just doing dumb shit on the Valiant day in, day out, so their lives haven't progressed in a way. So maybe that's a a nice middle ground we can find. I'll tell you
2: what, we we have spent most of this season calling uh, Ten a dick, and he is. He is a dick this season. But, like, we immediately get served, like, oh, okay, well, he's not that bad, though, is he? Because, like, (laughs) immediately John Sim is here to just remind us, like, how much of a dick someone can really be. Just straight up in your face. Hey, Lucy, look at all these sexy girls who are giving me massages. You should talk to each other and get to know each other. Look at her while she's massaging me. And it's just like, what an absolute prick, man. Just the (laughs) biggest, just punchable face of a guy ever. And yeah, track three is a little bit of fun. A little bit of dancing to the Scissor Sisters. Um, Lawrence, (laughs) I imagine you hate this because it's probably just, you know, trying to get views on TikTok or whatever.
1: (laughs) No, see, I'd. I, I know you're trying to bait me, and I know we want to save it for the conversation in like six years' time or whatever. What I will say mm. is, it it certainly serves a purpose, mm. and we'll
2: get back to that later okay, in six okay. years' time. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we will. Uh, what What do you think about the master and his like introduction here, Catherine?
3: Yeah, no, it's really what you said. Like, it's fucking dark on that ship like the doctor's living in a tent with a little dog bowl. like yeah. lucy has a black eye like they're implying this he's just the fucking worst and Johnston John manages to play this like hideous guy that you still enjoy watching on screen which is a very fine line to walk
2: i i do enjoy well i don't enjoy the way he just like very egregiously kisses lucy but then what i do enjoy is just the fucking eye roll she gives as soon as like she's out of his sight and just like i fucking hate this guy man you can tell like in the past year she is she's been through some shit obviously and she's just like i'm so done with this dickhead now like that's, that's interesting true. to see
3: I actually think one of the faults of the episode is Lucy a little bit. Um, like, I agree,
2: yeah, I agree.
3: Just because they're obviously like, with like his little comment about him, like getting to her getting to know another woman and like her black eye. Mm. I think whenever you have serious topics of like abuse or like sexual violence, like The centre should be on, the stage should be centred on like the victim for better want of the word. And I understand what they're doing. They're trying to show like the master is a mirror of the doctor and that companion relationship is like twisted into something horrible. But you don't know anything about Lucy. You don't know, like if you were to describe her as a character, what like she wants, her motivations or ambitions, you just can't. So I think it's like, I don't know, using these like themes, but not um, particularly sensitively.
2: Yeah, yeah. We had trouble talking about it last week, like trying to figure out what what's in it for her with this relationship. Like why is why is this something she's into or whatever? And you know, there's a lot of reasons for that, but in this episode where like spoiler alert, she straight up fucking kills him. But like even that, she that's the biggest thing she has to do. And she doesn't have and even that it's kind of a muted moment. She really doesn't have anything to do. Everything she does do is basically shown through him throughout the whole episode, really. And it's, yeah, it's not that great, to be honest.
3: I think she just needed, like, a scene, like, to herself or about her because what the sh- the show has always, like, throughout every iteration has been good at is making you care about characters who have very, very little screen time and mm. get to know them quite quickly. So I don't know why they couldn't do, like, what they did with, like, Professor Doherty in this episode also with her. So it just feels like she's an afterthought to the whole thing.
1: I would love to have seen like what her and Francine could have spoken about just yeah. in this episode. Because that Francine is it can be hot-headed. Like we've seen her slap the doctor and we've seen her like a lot of her time in this episode is dedicated to her just outright desire to kill the master for everything that he's put her and her family through. And it would be nice to see Lucy confronted with that kind of i guess like vibe for lack of a better word considering that she helped him get to the point where he could inflict that abuse and when you know when it's been twisted around on her she's going to have a completely different perspective on pow- the power that the master can hold over someone so that that would have been really really interesting to see it's a shame that we didn't
2: but hey she'll come in back and maybe she'll have more to do so don't worry there's plenty <laughs> to look forward to yeah get excited folks um <laughs> What, um, do you, gonna... what do you guys think of the, uh, the Joneses and the Doctor's little kind of escape plan? Get, this, get the laser <laughs> screwdriver, the little, they're all sane three to each other as they, as they walk about the family. And what do you think about this? I just think it's
1: very telling for something that I've been harping on about since we started this podcast, that the Doctor's instinct is to grab a screwdriver to fix yes. a problem. <laughs> He's like, just give me give me his jacket. He's got a fucking... I'll get the screwdriver and everything. I'll point it at the problem and the problem will go away. Which is, you know, s- silly, a silly joke. But I think a, a, a more sad way to look at it is they have that scene about how, like, when it doesn't work, the, the master has reduced the doctor to someone that is willing to hold a weapon, point it at someone and threaten him with it just because he's got no other means of trying to get one up on him in this scenario. And also... It's very within Jack's character to be the only person not to use the three finger symbol and just do an obvious wink at Tish instead. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, sorry, Catherine, what were you, what did you think about it?
3: I was just going to say, I think they gave um, <laughs> Clive, Martha's dad and Jack busy work because I don't think they had a lot to actually do. Like he just <laughs> threw some water and then suddenly there were, he threw one bucket of water at a pipe and suddenly the entire Valiant's alarm system was going off. <laughs>
2: That was my favourite scene. Yeah, I love that so much. I literally have a note that says, Clive threw a bucket of water on some pipes and they blew up. Like I don't know how. I don't know how sparks were formed because he threw some water on some pipes. But I love it. It's great stuff. It was
1: hilarious to see. I will hand wave it by saying that I'd imagine general maintenance has been left uh, unattended to on the Valiant in the past year. Um, but, I mean, but but sparks. But I'm reaching. I know I'm reaching.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but sparks from water on a pipe, and still seems like pretty pretty wild stuff. Um. But yeah. So obviously it doesn't go to plan. They the the master. Well, the 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 laser screwdriver is isomorphic, so it only works for the master. Apparently, that's <laughs> that's just like. <laughs> Where did you pull that one from, Russell? That's just a little quick, a little quick thing there, which I uh, I say enjoy, I don't enjoy, but it is what it is. Um, and then we get a fun little um, video transmission of kind of the Doctor's punishment because of that.
1: Before that, we've kind of because we've kind of just focused on the Valiant, but in between all of that, it is going back and forth between. Um, Kind of the state of the world. Martha and
2: Martha meets up with um, uh, a doctor. Who Martha has, like, and Tom a... Milligan, aka the most blandest man in existence. So, oh, you know. leave him alone. <laughs> He's
1: nice.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> I have a note, where where it? <laughs> just one of my notes is just straight up. Tom Milligan is a fucking idiot. Get a grip. That's just one of my <laughs> notes. I, I was I was very pessimistic at one point, but. <laughs>
1: Yeah. You, you were in this episode you were like oh I've immediately remembered why I don't like this and then Tom Milligan the loveliest man ever by the way walks on the screen and Nathan's like oh and this guy's a fucking idiot as well I hate is this guy is he the
2: loveliest man ever or does he just not have a personality he
3: seems nice, he re- he likes Martha, he seems to really respect her, and, you know, sometimes that's a good thing, <laughs> given what we've seen for the rest of the season. I, d- I
2: don't know, I think he just, like,
3: it almost seems
2: like he's fallen in love with Martha after, like, 12 hours, or whatever, and, like, so yeah, what? I get it, she's great, she's like, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Look, she she is great, I get it, but come on, man, like... something Something to consider...
1: Martha is a world, now a world-renowned saviour. She is literally a myth yeah. to these people. So he's probably seeing her and his little shy energy, and then he sees her and he's like, oh, I think she's kind of attractive as well. I want to see her with that <laughs> perception filter and all of this. Right? They're flirting, and it's nice, and it seems mature and and martha isn't pining over him it's very much the other way around and like you said in 42 i think martha is entitled to a bit of that and and
2: I, is within a right to be like yeah cool yeah maybe not at the end of the world though when like there's there's bigger <laughs> stuff to to think about really nathan
1: she's traveled she's traveled the entire world in a year she can flirt for five seconds she's fine it's allowed <laughs>
2: To be honest, my is a... not with Martha having a flirt, it's with Tom. Sorry, Catherine, what was you saying?
3: Can a woman not have a hobby? Come on now.
2: <laughs> God, God forbid women have hobbies. <laughs> um... no,
3: but I think it's even odder for from Martha. I never want to criticize her, but she's known this man five minutes. The master has like spies everywhere and she's giving him all the information. Yeah. It's like this is my perception filter, this is where I've been, this is what I've been up to. <laughs>
1: It 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 is it is very much like audience. Here's what's going on. If you if you've just sat down at the sofa and you didn't see last one, then then this is this is what's up. Um, I do think it's fun that you get to like hear a bit more about this master and like what he spent his year doing. Because while he's been up on the Valiant being sexist and living the same day every day. He's he's also had himself put on Mount Rushmore, uh, and he's also put like like just erected statues of himself across the entire world. Mm. Which I think it's very fun. I think we've we've joked a lot this season, um, or the, yeah, th- this whole past season on the show um, about like the hubris and the ego of a Time Lord, and how the Doctor romanticizes Gallifrey and his in he envisions his people as he he very much sugarcoats them to everyone that he speaks to um about them and it's just nice to be like oh this guy's come into this point in history and just fucked it up and then later on there's even a line about how it's his like divine right as a time lord to do that if he wants to and i just yeah i think it's i think it's it, it's interesting but it's also very silly to imagine him on mount
2: rushmore It's very in keeping with the master to be extremely problematic and want to put himself on Mount Rushmore, which is already pretty problematic. So, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. That makes sense to me. Yeah, Yeah. and it's pretty stupid. What do you think about that,
3: Catherine? It's fun to imagine the admin meetings. What designs did he approve? (laughs) What did he turn down? What was important to him?
2: (laughs) I like that a lot. Because there's that big statue of him just stood there in his suit, and he was like, and uh, I'd imagine he had to, like, approve that and see, like, which outfit he would wear and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that's fun to think about.
1: Oh, when you, when you raise the question of admin on the Valiant and everything, like, and he, he's got one, he came here with one black suit. Mm. What's, oh, yeah. what's that situation like? <laughs> what's going on? I understand he's probably, like, as gross as it is to say, he's probably not too concerned for everyone else's clothing. But, like, Lucy seemingly has one red dress. He has one black suit.
2: What's going on he, there? He has one black suit and one silk dressing gown as far as Oh yeah. That's <laughs> a hairless chest, which I was surprised at. I thought John Sim would be packing a bit of hair. Now maybe. He was he was still in his uh, he was still in a little bit of a... well he wasn't exactly young, but younger twink era. That's true. So yeah,
1: he's got, he's got a goatee later on, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um do you want to talk a little bit about Martha, Catherine, and just tell us why you, you love her so much i mean it's obvious why she's great but like tell us your thoughts on Martha.
3: she's such a great companion and like she and anytime there is a female character that i feel gets shat on unnecessarily i become incredibly defensive of them and martha jones <laughs> just fall into that category um I think she, she do, yeah. she's so smart i love that she has like a job and a life and she's really like centered around her family and like her doc- the doctor isn't like her be-all and end all. Like she I love the companions that want to travel with the doctor forever, but I like that for her, yeah. she's always about going back and finishing her exams and, and carrying on. And I, I love that she's like, I don't know, fun and flirty, like across the galaxy and just like there to have a good time, even though largely she's been trapped on Earth for, for most of her travels.
2: <laughs> yeah. And so what do you think about like, cause a a big part of this season is her You know, she's obviously got a bit of a crush on the doctor and and trying to deal with that aspect of it. How do you feel about the way that's kind of been handled and how it is handled in this episode?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's I think this is like why most people don't like. like the show almost doesn't set her up for success, given that Rose was such a popular character. And then she comes in and is like constantly compared to her and even like by the doctor Mm. himself put down I think yeah. at one point he's like oh I wish Rose was here like it's insane I um, yeah. yeah, think it's unfortunate that her storyline comes right after we've already had a companion been in love with the doctor because I think yeah. it's really a real thing and I challenge anyone to not spend 20 minutes with David Tennant and fancy him I think that's just uh, normal Yeah, that's
2: um, fair. <laughs> and then side <laughs> note did you see what um, Ge- did you see what Georgia Tennant put out on Instagram this week it was no. it, it was one of their, their kids' birthdays, and she put out a post on Instagram just saying "Happy birthday." Um, I, I uh, something like "I'm sorry, I can never resist your dad, especially when I've had a wine" or something like that. And it was just like, <laughs> yeah, that's very relatable, Georgia. I get that. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, I love them. But I think she's she's probably about like twenty three, right? Because she's not quite finished her uni, so she's really yeah. young. And I think it's such a like a twenty. 20- Three year old thing to fancy the wrong person. And if we all could only have the grace of Martha Jones to take ourselves out of the situation <laughs> and to walk away from it and to be yeah. like, no, I've learnt more. I wish I did that at 23. So I think like that side of it I really love. And it's a shame that it's kind of sandwiched in between like multiple companions being in love with the Doctor or like him seeing and kissing Madame de Pompadour. It seems like it's just repeating yeah. what's been done before.
2: I, I think, yeah, the biggest crime of season three really is just the way that sort of stuff is handled because the we've talked about it throughout the series, just the way that she is constantly compared to Rose and the doctor is just like, Rose would know what to do. I wish Rose was here. And he's just, he's pining after her all the time. And it's just like, "Get move on, man, get a fucking grip. Like I like Rose, but by the end of this season, I was really starting to resent her just because of what (laughs) the doctor was just constantly moping about for her. Like, I know you liked her, but move on, man. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. I, I we'll talk more about Martha's like her departure a little bit later. But that's that's probably one of my favourite moments of this episode as a whole. Um, what happens next, Lawrence? Where are we? The Doctor becomes a weird CGI testicle head man. <laughs> okay, that's that is one way to describe it. I guess. <laughs> Otherwise known as the
1: ultra rare Doctor. From battles in time, trading cards. Um, <laughs> I, be- I believe he was a super rare shiny. Um, I think I might have
2: him. I got it. I got a pack somewhere. So.
1: You probably do. Is th- is this one of your big bugbearers, Nathan? Is this one of the main reasons why you think this is a stupid episode?
2: I mean, it doesn't help, does it? <laughs> it's so it's so stupid, man. Like I yeah. don't understand the decision to make him a weird little golem yoda creature thing it just it just seems like such a strange choice and the fact that he's all he's he's wearing a little brown pinstripe like little pajama set so it looks like his regular suit but it's not it's so weird i don't get it what do you think about this Catherine?
3: It's fucking weird. I can't, de- I can't defend this. It's bizarre. Also, what really took me out of it, he's like a foot tall, but he still has David Tennant's voice. So you still have yeah, yeah. like a mass voice coming from this tiny body. Yeah.
1: I think one of the funniest so moments strange. in this entire fucking episode is when it like, the camera slowly like zooms in on him, and he's like, tra- it's at the end, so I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But he's like transforming; he's re- he's regaining himself, oh, he's and he's so like, adorable. "I've had an entire year to <laughs> tune my mind with the matrices blah, 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 of of the of the network," and it's like, "You are like, if if the master was quick, he could have just booted him, and it would have like likely <laughs> solved his problem." Insane choice, I think. Cause, Catherine, you're hitting on something that like I felt as well. Like when David Tennant was old but still a man and still like just an old man but older um it it, you still could see Tennant's performance and it's still you got Mm. the you got the point that he was a doctor that was really powerless and had been kind of like degraded by the master and like paraded around as a pet rather than anyone that can actually solve this problem And I think when you when you make him a weird CGI thing, it removes like any realism to the performance where like there's scenes where the master comes in to talk to him at night in his dressing gown. And he's like having a serious conversation that should feel real. But every time it cuts back to him and his bug eyes and his weird little head, I'm just like, I can't take this seriously. And I wish I could. If I close my (laughs) eyes, I'd probably have an easier time. It's it's nuts. It's
2: such an insane choice. He's in a little cage as well, like fucking Tweety Pie or whatever. Is he's, he's, he's just like grabbing onto the bars like a prisoner, and he's like just looking in John Simms' big face while he's while he's holding onto the bars like that. It's it's so ridiculous, man. I don't, I don't understand it. One of my notes here is just uh, "little Gollum." Yoda Doctor is so fucking weird. What was Russell cooking? Because <laughs> I just, I don't understand him. The master needs
1: to pick a pet vibe. He can have the Doctor as either a dog in his little teepee bed, or he can have him as, like, a pet parrot. He can't have both. It doesn't make any sense. And is
2: this a thing that all Time Lords go through? Like, if if an incarnation of the Doctor lives for so long, will they eventually become a little weird gremlin thing? I don't know.
3: I don't think because so, like Matt Smith lived for a really long. Matt Smith's Doctor, lived for a really long amount of time. I swear he didn't become yeah. a weird goblin man. I think he just got white hair. Like he just is left alone. <laughs> yeah, he, for him. he died of old age.
1: Yeah, I
2: it's, think it's it's implied that the first Doctor mostly died of old age. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Odd, odd stuff. <laughs> I don't like it. If I'm being honest, I don't like I it, think it at
1: all. It's never been explored since. And I think <laughs> we spoke about the regeneration and how like, there mm. are some things that were obviously ideas or lore that was being established and how sometimes mm. they just go, yeah, no, we've, we, we dropped the ball on that one. We're not going to revisit that one. So just yeah. it was, It's a weird little <laughs> thing from season three. Ignore it.
2: Do you know what else is weird? Although I like this a little bit more, but it's still a little odd if you think about it for more than five minutes. Um, the toclophane... Are actually the people from the future. The uh the utopia crowd. What do you think about this, Catherine? What are your thoughts?
3: Skies are made of diamonds, that little kid that won a competition. Oh, actually they, this episode has so many flashbacks. Oh, okay. Like okay. Yeah, endless <laughs> endless. Mm-hmm.
1: With that sound mm-hmm. effect after each one.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they had no faith in the audience mm-hmm. um for, for this at all. They never um did. I think it's like a cool concept, not in actuality, though I will say not to get onto a later topic. It does show that human beings can just be ahead.
2: <laughs> yeah. Is, but I, I don't know. You're, you're more scientific than us, Catherine. I don't know how accurate that is. I'm guessing not very, though. So. <laughs> uh, in the world yeah.
3: of Doctor Who, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's true. It's true. Um, what's, what's even more baffling than that to me is the fact that his accent seemingly changed for no reason at all. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, he's gone from a very Scottish little boy to a very, very British older man. <laughs> uh, English, I should say. Sorry, but yeah, it just seems quite strange. But yeah, it's a
1: real, it's a real pompous vibe as well. Like it's like, why we're your own kind? Why kill so many of us? And he's like, because
2: it's fun. <laughs> the skies are made of <laughs> diamonds.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's real silly. I um oh, I I had a thought about the um the that reveal and how like cuz I I'm there as well and I'm looking at, you know, a silly head in a sphere that is like a killing machine and I'm like this is this is one of the more <laughs> experimental concepts of the episode for sure. <laughs> um but it it did make me sad cuz I thought back to Utopia and how like there's on one on one side when they get they've just been chased by the future kind and they get into that what is essentially like a just a a compound of refugees all waiting to to fly off to a better life and how yeah martha jack and the doctor are so chuffed and they they dedicate like a full couple of minutes in the episode to them saying the humans just go on they just keep finding a way and they keep they keep living and that's like when you consider it and their placement in this episode and the story at large, they did just go on and keep living. But when it was, when another time Lord was at the hands of that being orchestrated, it's just so horrific. And like one, like I I know that the time Lords in general are not a a great species, but like I'd rather, I'd rather the doctor handled my future than the master. If I was one of those guys (laughs) basically. Yeah.
3: Yeah, And it's something that I, i do like about this episode is so much of it is like it's lots of goofy bits but some of it is like fucking dark like the labor camps on earth that's fucking dark the this Mm. idea in this family show that they couldn't save the universe and all the human race was doomed to die and the universe will come to an end and there is nothing anything can ever do about it that's Mm. fucking brutal to like bring up on a saturday night
1: everyone's just finished ant and Deck's saturday night takeaway they're all in a great mood and then, like, the opening of this episode is, like, Earth is extinct. Don't come here to any other space travellers out there. Don't come here. This is on the way out. Who's doing that message?
2: Who's who's, who's declaring <laughs> planet Earth is closed? What's going on there?
1: Yeah. It does, I don't know. It opens up a wider... Set of questions which I don't think uh, any of us are prepared for.
2: No, I don't mind it. I just I'd like to know where it comes from. It's it's interesting at least. Um, Yeah, yeah. There there is some extremely dark stuff. I like uh, the that's kind of mentioned that. I would like to have seen more of it, but yeah, maybe not the right vibe for a a family show at seven p.m. But still, you know, maybe could have explored a little bit further. While what, what that's going on, because we do we do get the scene of, like, the reveal of the Toclophane, but then we also get the Master at the same time kind of telling us a little bit about his visit to Utopia and how it was just, like, just awful, really. Just, like, furnaces and just desolate wastelands and just people not surviving at all, just barely getting by. Um, I thought that was quite interesting and stuff, that like, he took Lucy there and they, like, then just decided to murder everyone, I guess, but... That's quite interesting.
3: I mean, it will fuck you up seeing the end of everything. <laughs> like, you're not yeah. going to be okay after that. Yeah,
2: I
1: I do think it's like it's a it's a it's a convenience that this was never something we saw in the show because the, the yeah. hand waving done in a two minute scene is like the masters like they went there and they all went so insane that they all became children at the same time and they all <laughs> got this kind of vibe going on. Yeah, <laughs> and, like it's very like. You can't. You couldn't show that. It just has to be something that you. You either. Yeah. Are, you're either along for the ride with the concept, or you just don't get on board with it. And that's that's that. Really.
2: I, I always forget that they mentally regress to children. That's always very strange, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but yeah. also murderous children because they're always very happy to just murder anyone. So, yeah, I, I guess that's like the master's influence. But what do you think about this idea of a gun? Put your chemicals in a gun. Killer Time Lord.
3: Keep bringing up all these goofy things, trying to make me say so <laughs> negative things about this episode. Um...
2: To be fair, it's not real. Or well, yeah, we, I mean, she yeah. has it though. So like, <laughs> I, I is know.
3: it definitely not real, or is it? Was she finding it anyway?
2: I I think maybe she's just got like a prop or like something okay. that looks like it to to sell the story or something. Um, but yeah, I I don't think it's real because also like we we know that like. You don't need a, a special gun to kill a time lord. Even in this mm. episode, Lucy just shoots him and that's it. It's yeah. done. Like, you don't you don't need it. Even if he does start to regenerate, just shoot him again. You're fine. You got a few seconds. Like yeah. just put a few bullets in him. Um <laughs> just so, empty the clip bit by bit after each regeneration. It's like oh, exactly. I'm, yeah, yeah you, you don't need a special gun. So it is weird. Um, um yeah, what happens next, Lawrence? Um, what well, I was just going to say on that before we move on, I think it like it does
1: it does play into like human nature a little bit, not the, as it as in actual human nature, not the episode of human nature. You got um, excited then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's Tim. Tim's here with the gun. <laughs> He's um, back. I knew it. I knew he was back. <laughs> Nathan's vindicated. <laughs> um, no, I I don't know. I feel like it does play into human nature. Like if you. The the master earlier on shrugs off this idea of prayer and this idea of goodwill, and you know like how thoughts and a certain degree of like kindness and and belief can can go a long way. Um, I think that's not what's practically needed. I think for Martha to travel the world with resources and assistance, you need to just go along with this concept of I'm gonna kill him because if she said if she said what the doctor's plan was, like, I'm going to forgive him and keep him on the TARDIS as a, as a mate that I can talk to occasionally or something, no one's helping her. So I think she's, I think Martha's very like tactical and cunning in the way that she, she mm-hmm. moves in this. Like you get the, well, let's just go onto it. I suppose the, um, they go and see uh professor Doherty um, who is, I think quite an interesting character, but I'm curious to hear what you guys think about her.
2: No, yeah, I would agree. I, I do think she's she's interesting. Um, seems to be obviously quite an intelligent woman. She's somehow managed to survive this long, getting by. And we we later find out that you know she's got a son who she's not sure is alive or something. Um, I, I like her as a character. I just think um, again, I think f- there's. I feel like this episode is very quick. I feel like a lot mm. of this episode is like resolved very quickly because like by the time we got to the doctor doing his fucking jesus moment i was like already are we here like and then it's yeah. just a lot of like wrap up in the back end of it i feel like um so i feel like it could have benefited from spending more time on these moments because what we got with uh doherty i liked but I, I would think it would have benefited from a bit more basically
3: i know i i, I agree um i i did i i I think the episode needed more time in all. I don't really feel we needed it with Professor Doherty because I thought, as Mm. I was saying earlier, she did did a lot with what she was given. And like that moment with the end with her and Martha where she's like, can you do it? Because you don't look like a killer. I thought like that moment was like very strong. And then that clearly shows like why she decided to rat them out is she didn't believe that Martha could do it. And I thought that was a really nice moment between like the two of them and and Martha's character.
1: Catherine, it's like you kind of read the note off of my page. Like it's it's... (laughs) I genuinely really really enjoy that scene because it's the, it's it's basically her going: "Is my son's life worth this gamble? Do I believe in this woman enough mm. to take a chance?" And again, it touches in on that idea later on in the episode. Like belief is everything. Like it, it, the whole episode does come down to. Um, a prayer essentially as much as the master does shrug it off it does always come down to like can you trust someone and put all of your faith in one person to get this right should it have been the doctor no but <laughs> but it was yeah. so it's, it's fine um no i just, I, I really really like the scene nathan i I, I, was, I was interested in what you were saying about how you would have liked to have seen more of like those kind of those moments on earth where you can tangibly feel how fucked it's become since mm-hmm. you know a year has passed i do think there's like there's certain imagery of like the master in his creepy little villain trench coat walking down an empty deserted street with soldiers and then his his, his little air football soldiers as well <laughs> up a bit um i i think there i think that's a
2: there's some imagery there and like that that whole sequence is quite good yeah i really enjoy the you know when they do go to the slave quarters in bexley heath or whatever and you know there's a hundred packed into a little fucking two-bed council house and it's yeah it's just wall-to-wall people all in like rags huddled together just trying to get any rest they can before the ship's off to the fucking the the missile fields tomorrow morning or whatever that all that's like that's good that's like really fucking dark and haunting shit and very interesting i enjoy all of that i don't enjoy the weird guy who's like are you martha jones are you gonna are you gonna save us martha jones he's here our lord and master he walks among us martha jones he always annoys me um nathan look, we, not can, the best we can acting. talk about him now or we can talk about him in a bit all right? <laughs> <laughs> okay okay well, well we'll talk about him a little later then i guess but <laughs> look yeah maybe not some of the best acts in there but look overall i feel i feel like that whole sequence is quite quite haunting and chilling really and yeah probably some yeah. of the better stuff of the episode
3: there's a moment when martha's like leaving to go out and meet the master and she just has like a turn back and, like, a little smile to all the people that, like, she's working to save. And, like, that was, like, a teeny tiny moment that I was done so well. I thought Threema was just great in this episode.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I agree. For sure. I, th- I feel like, again, the- I think this is when I wrote my note that Tom Milligan is a fucking idiot. Because the way he just charges out the door, just like, no! And then just immediately gets put... He didn't even fire a single shot. He just ran with his gun in the air. And then just immediately got killed. And the master just pulled a little face like, what an idiot. Like, he's right. He is an idiot. Nathan, it's called passion. It's called <laughs> no. it's
1: called rational thinking goes out of the window when you want to protect someone that you care about
2: or that you think is important or more important i get i get the you know yes martha is extremely important but what was he hoping to at least fire a shot man dude was just running and screaming just holding his gun but didn't do anything about
1: it nathan sat here like he would have been at the at the letterbox doing sniper elite fucking shots at the master i would have at
2: least fired a shot not just immediately gave away my position screamed and ran towards him with a gun in the air
3: Come on, did, i didn't even understand why he had a gun like he's a doctor would like did he have it <laughs> yeah. before where did this like magic gun come from maybe he had no bullets that's a
2: good point yeah. yeah i don't think it was mentioned until the the toclophane scene was it when he was like i'm gonna shoot a toclophane or whatever yeah
1: speaking of it was, <laughs> i i love i love that scene because he they you know it it's set up they control any military action action so he draws them there by firing a few shots um mm i think one would have cut it anyway but like he fires a few rounds in the air um and he and he runs back to that little bit where they they plan on zapping however many volts or whatever into the toclophane to bring it down um yeah it's incredibly lucky that these machines that can fly just aimed for that tiny little gap and window <laughs> where they would have been zapped like if they were a meter <laughs> yeah. either side of it in any direction they're all dead they're just all dead yeah, that's very true <laughs> But yeah nah, that's
2: what it is. I'm ha- I'm happy to handwave that sort of stuff. <laughs> but but god forbid Tom Milligan expresses emotion <laughs> says Nathan. No, even even the moment like when Martha's like telling them all about the doctor and stuff and then she's like and I love him and then Tom has that like heartbroken look on his face like oh she doesn't love me. She loves them. <laughs> like, no, you've known her think... hours, dude.
3: <laughs> I don't. I don't think it was. She doesn't love me. I think it was. Oh, maybe she's spoken for. Not. Yeah. Why doesn't she? Why I isn't she know. in love with me already?
2: <laughs> I was picking up all these vibes that Martha was laying down. That's how I read it, and that's that's the vibe Tom gives off to me. He's just he's he's a himbo. He seems like yeah. he's not a him. He's a doctor. How is he a himbo? He's all right.
1: In the, in, you know, right? I understand he has an education, but everything he has to do in this episode is very himbo, and he looks like a himbo. You know, he's this, he's this he kind of big like a guy, a big handsome guy with a little bit of a stubbly beard going on. He's, <laughs>
2: he's, he's, he's a himbo. He's handsome. He's hot. I'll give him that. All right. I'm not denying any of that. It's just, uh, I think he just doesn't have like the best personality or characterization about him. I think he's just a little bland personally. Um all right, but Mar- Martha gives herself up. Um yes. Martha Martha
1: steps outside. Um mm. I love this because she's there and like once you've seen this episode, even just once, rewatching it, he's such a joy because she has to play that she's like, Oh I've been caught. Oh no. Mm. Don't take me to the valiant oh. and the master's yeah. like he's so smug in like, you know, drop the bag on the floor and he blows up the gun and he's like <laughs> i'm the master and it's like martha's there the entire time I'm like this guy's such a fucking it she knows by now all about how to get around the time lord's fragile ego and she's just being like mm. yeah come on <laughs> take me to the valiant i got i got some stuff to do that's true it's bad, do you yeah. think
3: because we get several flashbacks to what the doctor that's whispered not. in her ear if you had that information, would you have enough pieces to be able to put together what the fuck you were meant to do?
2: <laughs> Four words. Wait for the countdown, and then just like, oh yeah, I've clocked it. Now I know what to do. Cheers, doctor. <laughs> yeah. Could not have been more vague if you tried. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like what you're saying that, Lawrence. Like Martha's had a, a lot of practice dealing with a Time Lord's ego, so she she kind of knows how to work this guy at this point. Yeah, um, for sure. Which is which is quite interesting. Um, and, look, and then we get to the Valiant, and this is a whole... This this whole sequence is... Well, there's a lot to it, isn't there? There's a lot going on here. Um, I I do enjoy the way that, like, Martha is, like, walked in as, like... For, Ma- Martha's kind of framed as, like, the big hero of this episode, which I enjoy quite a lot. And then, like, the Master is giving this speech kind of just, like degrading her almost making her seem like she's not as good as like you know he's saying not time was doctor you had companions who could oh who's you mentioned is rose you could absorb the time vortex and all this sort of stuff and it's like come on man but but yeah the way the way like martha is kind of put up on a pedestal a little bit um to her family and stuff during this during this valiant sequence i like that that's interesting that's something good before everything else that happens in this scene but yeah i enjoy that
1: I really like that it's <laughs> you can inject this into my fucking veins right this scene because okay. they're at All that of it. Mo- yeah right cuz <laughs> listen cuz okay. the masters there like oh you had and he, he, the way john sim right john sim speaks with such a shit eating punchable fucking cadence to him that like mm. every time he opens his mouth you just like shut up shut up you fucking suck but you also love it <laughs> um and he's like he's like oh time was you could have companions absorb the time vortex for you and he's 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 bigging up rose and he's and it's the what i really enjoy about that is it's just the final fuck you to martha and then martha ratios him into next fucking century Mar- <laughs> martha, martha's like i have had enough of this fucking person being brought up die <laughs> basically <laughs> i love it i it, it's great it's great what do you think catherine
3: I fucking love it too. Like the, like right before the bit that I suspect Nathan has a problem with, right the music <laughs> swelling, like Martha has this cocky little laugh, like it's all coming together. She yeah. is just so confident. And then we get our our, our matrices moment.
2: In terms of showrunners, I think a lot of people would uh, or did say that Stephen Moffat often writes the doctor as an infallible god. And what I would say is <laughs> take a look at series three, episode 13 <laughs> and just, and just see what happens around about the 30 minute mark or whatever. Um, this whole sequence is completely fucking nuts. Um, <laughs> and not, None of it makes sense. And th- all right, so let's break this down. All right. So we got everyone ever, I guess all around the world just saying the word Doctor, and because yep. the Doctor has somehow spent a year tuning his brain into the Archangel Network, thank you, Jack, for the reminder, um, we know that uh, he's somehow able to transform himself into a, a flying blue Force Ghost god, and then he can use telekinesis powers to stop like guns being shot at him and then he can fly across the... what the fuck is going on in this scene <laughs> someone please tell me what is happening
1: i i think it would be an easier pill to swallow if the the thing that had given him this power wasn't just 15 regular satellites
2: and <laughs> yeah
1: and, and, and the power of seems prayer. like
2: a very small number of satellites as well <laughs>
1: it does And, and 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 i'm with you it i don't i don't care it doesn't have to make sense it's fucking cool murray gold is just fucking spitting fire and 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 there's there's silly little shots of of tenants converse landing on the ground and it's like it's it's fucking i just like it it comes together and it's such a yeah i don't know i'm not the right person to Critically analyze this, right? Because I can't. I just think it's cool when I'm watching it, going, mm,
2: "Yeah, fuck yeah." Um, Catherine, please, your thoughts. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. I think there's, there's there's two parts to this. There's hope and prayers saving the day, which I do like, and I do think is very Doctor Who. Like, I think it's been such a dark episode. The human race has been decimated. Japan, Japan is burnt People are being mm. tortured, and I like the idea that after all of this love is what saves and like that is where the power comes from. So I like that bit. The doctor becoming blue and flying (laughs) and having magical powers. I think they went too far. And I think Russell should have just gone. Maybe he could just be regular doctor again and that would be enough. But no, no, no. He's got to fly around and and shoot lasers out of hand.
2: I know what you're saying about like the whole love and hope and prayer thing because usually that's something i'm all on board for and i i have this thing where i call that doctor who magic okay i have this thing i call doctor who magic which is like any moment like that i fucking eat it up like i always point to though everybody lives in the uh the gas match i forgot the name of the episode but that that moment in um an unearthly child is it that one or something like that uh, i just love the those moments of like celebration where it's Like yeah everyone lives and we get this just big like human victory and it's all about love and all that sort of stuff I love that I don't hear though I don't know what it is I think it's just something to do with the framing where I just I don't buy any of it and the way that it's just like he's wrapped up and turns into some weird flying all powerful force ghost god that's just like the nail in the coffin for me I'm just like and what you were saying Lawrence about like you know, just, like, eating up this cheesy shit that makes no sense. Again, yeah, give me that in, like, a weird fucking one-off episode. I'll eat it up all day long. Give yeah. me it in a big finale where you're making it seem like the most serious, like, epic moment ever. I'm like, oh, no, it's just a little cringe, isn't it? I'm just, I don't know. I, th- I think it's the way it's presented to me, which I, which I have an issue with, I think. There is certainly an aspect of this where
1: like if you if I, I'm fully aware that if I show this to someone that's never watched Doctor Who, they're going to go, what the fuck is this? This is terrible. And this makes no sense. Yeah. I, I, I can I can put myself in that headspace and understand it. But and you'll feel vindicated here because I'll finally admit it. There is absolutely an element of nostalgia of me watching this as a kid mm-hmm. and just fucking fist pumping the air being like this is the coolest thing ever. David Tennant's doctor is now flying um or like or or as much as as much as like his little stunt rig was was allowing yeah. him to fly the little wire work carrying him yeah. across the room yeah
2: <laughs> but <laughs> i
1: yeah i i think there is my my problem with it um i I've, I've got three tiny things i could say about it um well, one of them's a little bit bigger i suppose uh the first one is that it's it, it's a weird mix of the the satellites Satellites don't do this. We have satellites. They don't do this. They can't do this. Um, Well, to
2: be fair, how uh, often have you tuned yourself into the the satellites and their (laughs) matrices?
1: It's true. I mean, I've never given it a go. Um, There you go. See? But I have been working on something for this episode. And guys, if you'd like to pay attention for just a moment, I've been tuning (laughs) myself in. Oh, he's blue. He's blue. He's gone blue. (laughs) No, this this isn't... This isn't visual. No one else can see this, but just know that I'm doing it now. Um,
3: His converse is landing on the table. <laughs>
1: I've I've, st- I've stopped it now. It only lasts for a minute. Um, but yeah, and that that that's that's my first thing. My my second thing is I think it design of it. It just goes that little bit too far. It just it, it just takes that little bit of an extra step in terms of what people are willing to accept out of cheesiness and silliness, like what you're saying about the every, everybody lives moment, that's just the ninth mm. doctor saying that to people. And that's, you know, there is a little bit of bit of gold and a bit of glowing and a bit of special effects, but it's not anything too kind of egregious. <laughs> uh, that's
2: what I'm and saying. Th- I think it is the, the presentation of it. The yeah. way, it's, yeah, the way sure. it's given to me, which I, I don't quite enjoy. Um, the cage disintegrates. That made me fucking burst out laughing. Where... <laughs> the little CGI doctor's cage just starts disintegrating as he starts to transform into first of all, into the older doctor and then into the younger <laughs> doctor again. So
1: Do you like um... that moment where they they use the um the same regeneration effect uh for David Tennant's hair to appear? Um they it, you know you know when he's Eccleston to Tennant and he there's that close up and his hair grows. Yeah. Um and then he leans his head forward, they do the same thing where his hair just kind of fades in and grows. And like I edit for a job i know how they did it and it's silly (laughs) it's very silly because they've just they've just turned like the visibility of the fucking thing down and then just scaled it up whilst they turned the visibility up it's fucking silly um do you does anyone think it should have been martha
2: what who turned into a big ghost
1: right not not turned into a ghost necessarily but had this moment
3: I I I don't think she needs it like I think she had mm, enough mm. of a moment the whole episode yeah. like she saved the day not the doctor and I think if she went around the earth and went think of me Martha Jones <laughs> I think that loses kind of a little bit of the selflessness of the act <laughs> yeah,
1: that's very true yeah yeah <laughs> I I think I'm coming at it from the point of view of like it's everyone already kind of deifies her everyone's already sat like, i just think the the writing gets a bit confused i completely get your point and i th- i don't think that, that I, I just don't think either of them would have worked that well for this this moment um make no mistake i love it i still think mm-hmm. it's the coolest thing ever but yeah it just because the rest the entire world is already speaking about martha you know there's stories of you're the only one to get out of japan alive and all of this and rumor has it you're the only one that could ever kill him and it feels weird for them to be like the one martha has been on everyone's lips across the entire planet and then the physical act of (laughs) a word coming out of everyone on the planet's lips is not martha
2: seems weird to me i mean we talked a lot this series about like how the 10th doctor who is just he has the biggest fucking ego and he's like (laughs) he's such a dickhead and like his his plan was just to get Martha to go all over the world and tell everyone about him and tell them how great he is and how amazing he is and how he's going to save their life and they should all worship it. They should all literally worship and praise him at this specific moment so he can literally be a god. Like, like come on, man. This is just a bit... That's a bit much if you ask me, but... I I don't know. But look, the day is not saved there. There's still uh, some shenanigans afoot. The uh, the Master and the Doctor get transported to Zack Snyder's uh, (laughs) color-graded world where there's some missiles and it's, I don't know, the color filler's off. Something's going on here. (laughs) It just looks quite odd. This has
1: all the makings of it was filmed on a sunny day and it looked too good. (laughs) so they so they turned it down in post (laughs) i don't like that scene i I think that scene's weird it just like the day was saved yeah the day because it's funny that you say like the day isn't yet saved it is (laughs) (laughs) and then the master goes well then you know if i can't fucking rule the world or whatever no one can and the doctor's like they can't though and you're not gonna do it and then he's like yeah you're right you called me you caught me on it gives him the thing and then five minutes later he's like i guess i can do it and you don't know me so well and i'm like all right dude (laughs) i felt like that was a departure from the episode which is weird because this episode is longer than other ones and still feels rushed (laughs) in places
3: yeah i don't think it was needed and it especially wasn't needed to take them off the valiant to only then Mm. go right back to the valiant (laughs) just so they could have like a little tussle in the ground that was (laughs) it that was the whole point of it
2: It literally achieved nothing. It was just like, let's go here, we'll have a little tussle for two seconds. I'm going to kill you, Doctor, I'm going to kill us all. No, you won't? Yeah, you're right, I won't. Okay, (laughs) let's go back to the Valiant, and that's it. It's just, it's so
1: unnecessary. I think the cooler threat that is still looming from the episode um, is the fact that there are six billion spheres, uh, or depending on the episode, uh, three spheres (laughs) that are going to protect the TARDIS, um as basically the it now all hinges on the paradox right the 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 day is not the master has been thwarted and is able to be put back in his place but you know (laughs) the planet is still going extinct humans are still large part dead and and the world is still fucked um what do you what do you guys make of, of of this resolution
2: i think the the funny thing about it to me is always just the fact that jack just immediately springs into action he's gonna go take down the paradox machine he's like you guards who have been torturing me for the last year come with me and they're like yeah right no worries mate Yeah, we'll we'll do that i guess we answer to you now no worries
3: was it six billion spears that's yeah. so fucking many they shouldn't be able to like it i i just don't think they understand how big a billion is like th- yeah. th- they shouldn't be able to move for toclophane <laughs> in the sky if all of them are coming to the valiant like it's an insane number to pick and then jack decides the way to break a paradox machine is just to shoot a gun at it and that works
2: <laughs> i mean it worked it, it saved the day like i don't know
1: how but it did this is something that, like, I, I don't know if this is just more nostalgia for this moment, right? But I'm I'm not critical of this at all, right? You know, you, this is jumping forward in terms of where we're at in the podcast. But, like, The Stolen Earth, like, something about Gwen just fucking ripping machine gun bullets into basically nothing and just screaming. And then the same with, like, just a dirty Jack that hasn't showered in a year just seeing a big machine and going torchwood time and fucking shooting it with a gun. Like, I don't know. I just love that all of their problems are typically solved by just spraying and praying, which is what he does. Um, like I, again, th- that moment where he's with the guards and the guards are like, we can't go out there. We'll get slaughtered. And Jack's like, yeah, it happens to me a lot and then doesn't happen to him. And there's no one firing back at him. Like, it's just, it's silly.
2: And it's, I, I like it. I don't know. Should we talk about the death of the master? Any thoughts? Um, so when I when I first watched this I remember specifically this this episode of Doctor Who was the first episode I ever cried at when mm. I watched it as a kid um I didn't cry uh um the when Rose left for, for whatever reason I was I was uh, I don't know it's weird because I was a lot more I'm a lot more emotionally vulnerable now than I was as a child like as a <laughs> child I could watch anything and be like it's fine I don't I don't care um, <laughs> And, and it just didn't bother me. Now the slightest emotional thing, I'm like, oh my fucking God. I watched Dungeons and Dragons the other night and cried and bawled like a baby at yeah. one particular scene towards the end, which <laughs> is pretty fucking stupid. Um, I had a good time for it though. Um, and yeah, th- this this was the first time I ever cried at Doctor Who. Um, and I, And I think it's purely because of David Tennant's performance because David Tennant's performance really sells what happens here. It's kind of the strength of this this whole scene as as ridiculous as it is this is kind of like a nice little moment within all that i think
1: it is Tennant's performance and it is that moment where you see um like he he he's so vulnerable because and we we you know we 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 make our jokes and we say that he's been the kind of bloke that he's been this past season but it it, his entire thing since rose left is being alone and not Mm -hmm. being able to open up like and he always holds i think f- it does get better but he does hold martha at arms length for a while and he still doesn't really allow himself to be fully like truthful around her um with regards to like certain things and then like having another time lord being there but the cruelty of it being the one that is the worst <laughs> and like sucks historically mm-hmm. um and then having even that get taken from him is just a i <laughs> the moment where like essentially the lights go out on the master and that moment just hits tenant's face like a fucking like just a brick and it just it drops and he just he's just he's vacant right there's just he's emotionless he's he expresses himself obviously but he's 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 done like you just feel like he's dead inside from that moment um but yeah i loved it what do you what do you think Catherine?
3: Uh, Yeah, I mean, David Tennant is a fantastic actor. Um, Like the chemistry or like
0: the
3: the relationship between him and John Sim in this is incredible, given that they have not that much screen time together across the episodes. Like last week they had that amazing scene, but it was like through a phone, like actual time on Mm. screen where he's not an old man or a little monster is so low, but (laughs) it's still so good. And like, I would come away from the episode thinking, God, David Tennant and Johnson have had amazing chemistry in it and they had next to no scenes together but this one is fantastic and like it is heartbreaking I think I probably did cry at it I when I first watched mm. it I am a crier and have cried at many many episodes <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: I think I think there's like something in the fact that how he's just like he defeats him in the first I know it's like a a thing that's been established that was going to happen in the episode the whole like forgiving him kind of thing uh, and we joked last week about how like he could be fixed and like how the doctor's like i can fix him like a toxic x or whatever um but like there is something so telling about whenever he does get close to the master he holds him and like there's just like call it visual storytelling or whatever maybe it was intended maybe it wasn't but like there is something about tenant just fucking holding on to any kind of thing that he can take back for himself and like like, like he's cradling him as he dies. He's screaming, like, basically begging him to regenerate just so... Because the alternative is him being alone. He does not care if the Master is alive, I don't think. He just cares that he will be the last.
2: I think there's some of that, but I I also do think he does care if the Master is alive. Because mm. it's, a, it's a very complicated relationship between the two. Sure, they've been, like, enemies for, for centuries and decades or whatever, but they were still, like, childhood friends and there's still, like, something about it which i don't think the doctor can can quite let go of i find it interesting the fact that like what the doctor was saying like his his plan for the master is something that eventually comes true with uh peter capaldi's doctor that's kind of what happens with him and missy for a little while so that's something to look forward to down the road but but yeah i i think it is like there's just something about that relationship which he just can't quite mm. let go
3: of really do you think a time machine is the only safe place for a mast for the master, or do you think that's the worst place for him to be, where he could cause the most mischief if given the <laughs> yeah, opportunity?
2: I mean, it's probably a good idea to work up to the time machine, put a bit of work in first, and then mm. when when they're ready, when they've made enough progress, let's then see where they're going. Yeah, but right off the bat, probably not a good idea. No. But... <laughs>
1: the the, the, the yeah. mar- in in Nuhu, the master is the only villain that has successfully manipulated and used the TARDIS to commit fucking horrible atrocities so it it, it is definitely the last time he was left alone in the TARDIS he (laughs) found found a way to become prime minister and decimate most (laughs) of the earth um so yeah probably not the best place for him Uh, I have I have a question for both of you quite and it's been eating away at me uh, since 2007, um, and I'm curious to to hear if it is as distracting of a moment for you guys. Why okay. does John Sim die like that? <laughs> what, with his face, you mean? With his, like, it looks like he's holding his breath, and then he just <laughs> rolls his eyes back and kind of... It looks like... If he had to make a noise in that moment, it looks like it would be like...
0: Yeah.
1: Or like the it little,
2: would be... It's the little eye bulge for me. The little way yeah. they, like... <laughs> I don't, I don't know it's so strange it's almost comical in a scene which is so emotionally weighted and you got this like powerhouse performances and David like fighting for his life just like screaming and, and holding john sim and then it's just a little you can almost like imagine him going just going and then just dying yeah, yeah i don't know it's it's weird yeah. Um,
1: just before just before we move off the death of the master, um, he two people. Well, one person succeeds. Two people do try and shoot him. Um, I have not seen the front scene moment in so long because Netflix, when they had Doctor Who, they cut it for some reason. It wasn't in the episode. It was a scene that was just missing, and it it was one of them like Mandela effect things for me. For so long, I was like, I fucking knew she picked the gun up. I know she picked the gun up at some point and almost fired, because that's like that's that's the that's the sexist remark he makes. Always the women, and it's after two women try and shoot at him. Like it's, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys make of of, of that moment? Because it's quite a strong moment for Francine, I think.
3: Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I love the actress. Um, she's great, and I, she, It feels. So I mean, they keep doing like really good stuff with them, really goofy stuff this episode. So it feels like such a like <laughs> a like a genuine moment like they keep reference it one thing i really like throughout the whole episode they keep referencing japan burning like clearly it was like a severe like ptsd for the joneses who were like left aboard the ship and like even like uh tish's like we execute him said so like finally she was just like a normal woman doing like a normal job and now she's like advocating for someone to be executed like that's how much they've been like fucked up by this whole experience
1: there's there's an interesting point as well that we we it, we've gone way past it but like just to touch on it um that Francine and Clive have like reconciled their relationship to a degree like having been like quite literally put in a cage together uh, and and forced to to live with each other again and um there there is just an element of that like all the joneses are just so Traumatized from all of this stuff that's gone on, um, and yeah, it's interesting, and I, I like that it 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 plays into a big part of of Martha's yeah. exit.
3: And it's it's needed to add stakes to the effort because they they rewind time and like they have to. The Earth yeah. is like <laughs> fucked up. They have to undo what they've done, but by making it so the people in the eye of the storm remember it, and specifically Martha's family, it means that it didn't just not happen. Like people yeah. were still affected and still saw like what went on i just
1: suddenly thought do you think like because obviously at the end when martha is there's like the the joneses are all in their living room together and it's obviously a a very tough time for them i'd imagine um but do you you think that martha's brother leo is there like what's wrong with you guys
3: (laughs) no i wrote a
1: note i wrote a note how are
3: they going to explain this to reggie yates
1: (laughs) he must just be there like Fucking, like, he's got his partner and his like, his child and he's like, you guys, like, I was, I don't know, we, we, we were having fucking mum's birthday a couple of weeks ago. What's the problem?
2: <laughs> oh, uh, God. I never thought about that. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> but it,
1: it had to have been, it's, because <laughs> they don't do anything with it. So I'd imagine just Reggie Yates wasn't around to film <sighs> the episode.
2: It's Reggie Yates. He's busy hosting Radio 2 or whatever he was doing back in 2007. What was he that's doing? Tr- such a weird move to cast him to maybe speak yeah. twice,
3: yeah. but he was in—he was in the last episode, which is even weirder. Is he yeah. was in Brighton, wasn't yeah.
2: he? <laughs> <laughs> he was—he was on the phone, yeah, for like two minutes. He was like, "Yeah." <laughs>
1: Martha's literally <laughs> getting a Ford Fiesta riddled with bullets, and Leo's just having a sunshine and pl- happy days, pleasant walk on the pier. And yeah. Martha calls him like, "You need to hide," and he's like, "What are you want about? You're crazy, man. Shush." <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Right, but just before we get on to mm. Martha's exit, um how would you guys react if a stranger approached you, gave you flowers and said yes. I don't
2: blame you and walked away never to see you ever again? I'd I'd find it pretty odd if if I'm being completely honest. I would I I wouldn't have a secret little smile to myself <laughs> and smell the flowers. I'd I've know. seen Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd say that was very bizarre and then i'd probably get rid of the flowers because i wouldn't trust them
3: yeah (laughs) they're not coming home with me
2: (laughs) yeah absolutely not like what is on these flowers
1: that would i think the comment as well like i don't blame you that would eat at me until my dying day (laughs) what what did i do what have i been (laughs) forgiven for i that would i don't know I, i know martha was being kind but I think that would probably have inflicted more pain than <laughs> than, yeah. than, than joy, to be honest. Um, but yes, the ending. Martha is
2: leaving. I'm going to stop you... you right there, Lawrence. Oh. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. Because before we get onto that, there's one <laughs> little scene which we need to discuss, first of all. And okay. some might say, we've already discussed this moment plenty of times on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> But I think now that we've had the official scene in this episode, yeah. we need to talk about Jack's farewell to the Doctor and Martha and um, and this little bit of information that he gives them. Yeah. He's not the face of Bo, all right? He's not. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what Russell says. I don't care what Jack himself says. There is no part... Of that man, which turns into a big disembodied psychic head in a jar. All right, I'm not having it, Catherine. I've done.
1: I've, I've done this to death. I, I, I've got back up here. You, you. This is on you.
3: (laughs) I feel like I've been asked to weigh in um, on my friend's parents' argument or something. Um, (laughs) um, look, Nathan. I have a lot of respect for you. Oh no. Love, affection, but no. Jack is the face of Bo. Daddy, no, Daddy, he, he is. <laughs> he is. Like, that's a- he argue just with is. a wall, man. <laughs> he says he is. The face but... of Bo knows that the master is still out there.
2: He never like... says he is the face of Bo. He says the face of Bo they used to call me. Yeah.
3: No, <laughs> but like, you are, as the audience, to infer that that means he <laughs> no, is the I face don't. of Bow. You're meant to do the legwork. Like,
2: I know that's the implication. I understand that's what we're supposed to, to get out of it, but I refuse. The, I, the, I, I It does the, not work for me. The thing I can't grasp about this and your
1: insane stance on this... I
2: don't think it's insane. I think it's quite reasonable, and I think a lot of people are on my side. I think you are arguing <laughs> an indisputable
1: fact that is not the case, and I think... Fact is strong. Right. What bothers me is that there is subtext, and this ain't even that. This is outwardly fucking said to the audience. By the way, I'm the face of Bo. But if he said that,
2: then it would be a different story. But people
1: don't say that, Nathan. People, I don't, I don't, (laughs) I don't attend this podcast and go. And by the way, my childhood nickname was this. People don't say that.
2: But uh, and. Look, if if he didn't say it, <laughs> shut up. Look, the, it's the way he just says, like, oh, the face of Bo, they called me, and, like, that's it. All right, I, I get the intention, okay, but there's also so much evidence to the contrary. Number one, how does it become a big fucking head?
3: But, like, humans have never been alive for that length of time. Who the fuck knows what would happen? Maybe we'd all be big heads. Who <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well
2: I, yeah I, I would say there's evidence to the contrary of that in doctor who but to be fair it does come later in the show so it's hard to argue with it at this point but i i just i just think there's a lot of evidence to the contrary even in utopia like martha says to the doctor right in front of the jack what did the face of Bo say and he has no reaction when did this? When did this happen? When the when they when Martha like when Yana was like oh what's this watch and then Martha goes to tell the doctor about it.
1: He's taken off a rocket with silly string and paper clips. He's busy. Like- yeah. Well, he he
2: heard. He, you'd think if you heard his specific childhood nickname that he'd have some sort of reaction.
3: In your world, where Jack is not the face of Bo, how does he <laughs> <The real> know? <laughs> how does he know that the that the you are not alone? Be- because he's a big ancient face, he knows a lot of
2: stuff. I will.
1: That is one thing but- I will give to Nathan. He is a big wise
2: head. He does know yeah. stuff. Like I, d- I, don't think that it needs to be specific. That just because <laughs> Jack was on this adventure, that means that is the only way the face of Bo can possibly know. That the master will come back or whatever.
1: (laughs) What if, what if at the end of the episode instead one of the one of the valiant guards was like, and I'm the face of Bow, and that's how I
2: know (laughs) that you are alone. (laughs) Also, in series two, um, I believe the Bow, I believe face of Bow, like refers to his species as like the Bow kind.
1: Nathan, what I'm saying is, and I understand (laughs) your stance, and I know that I'm not changing your mind today. But all I'm saying is, when a character says, this is my name, it usually infers that that is their name. And they play a character who has previously been named that
2: character. But he didn't say, this is my name. Hang on, isn't there a
1: scene in Doctor Who where the Doctor meets a child and the child's like, I'm Davros?
2: Yeah. Is he Davros? Yeah, because Davros is in the exact same episode (laughs) and they talk (laughs) at... No, but the difference there is Davros, as we know him, is in the exact same episode and they talk about that interaction. All right, all right, point. So it clearly is. Point taken, I'm still right. (laughs) I don't know if you are.
1: (laughs) Why, can I, right, before we move off this forever, forever, this needs, Uh, this ends today.
2: Okay, yeah, I'm happy with that. This this can end today. I don't think it's ever brought up again. No, I don't think
1: so. I want to ask, I'm sure I did ask you this the first time you you, you brought to me this insane thesis. It's right? not insane. It's okay. absolutely insane, but I will, I will stop insulting you for the sake of civility. What's the big problem you have with it? Why don't you want to believe it? I don't know, I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> You're dying on a hill you don't even fucking understand. <laughs> it makes no <laughs> sense.
2: I know, I know. Thank you. Yeah yeah it really it really does not affect me anyway it's just i don't know it just rubs me the wrong way i guess i just don't like it okay all right fine right for for the
1: sake of us both going insane and and catherine you 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 purely have the energy of just like yeah that someone's mum and dad are arguing and you're there like <laughs> um let's let's talk about uh martha's exit
2: Okay. Yes. Yeah. the 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 actual best scene in the episode, I would say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think.
2: Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. Who wants to lead us off? Go on, Catherine. Guests' rights.
3: Oh, okay. um, I, I I love that it starts with like Ten's absolute denial of the situation, like talking about <laughs> yeah. meeting Agatha Christie. Like he <laughs> has ignored the situation the entire season, and the fact that mm. he didn't even like. His lesson wasn't to, like, address it. it. It comes again from Martha to leave and then come back and be like, wait a second here. This is wrong. Like, he needed it completely spelled out to him.
2: I, I love the way she comes back. It's it's kind of like that that thing where you're like, you know, when you kind of like have a, a disagreement, like an argument with someone, but it's like resolved too well. It's just like resolved too quickly. and It's just not satisfying. Then you're like, oh, I didn't get to shout at them fuck yeah. this i'm going back i'm gonna i'm gonna have another go and then it's just like uh, actually i don't need to tell you how much of a prick you are really um and, and she kind of does so yeah, it's, when, it's when you
1: like you give someone a respectful out in an argument and they actually take it and you're like no no, no hang on <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: we got some more
1: shit to talk about i thought you were gonna be the bigger person and bring it up but you didn't um yeah that's so right catherine i i just love the fact that he's like he's do, he's doing what tenant does best he's he's pushing weird knobs and buttons he's doing a big wheel thing on the tardis and he's like let's go and do more doctor who and like he just cannot meet her eye and the second he does almost without skipping a beat he just goes okay and he's like he's like oh this is i looked at her and now this is happening now this is something i have to think about and and do um a great scene i really what nathan what do you love specifically about it
2: i just love that it's uh you know we've had a whole season of martha being like hung up on the doctor and you know the the writing probably doing her a bit of a disservice in that respect and and while there have been truly great moments of martha where she's really had a, a, a chance to shine she's also had a lot of moments uh pit where like which can be like pitted against her, like you know, constantly compared to Rose and that type of stuff. So I like that she's had a chance to just basically be like, uh, "No, fuck you! Like this isn't doing me any favors. This is kind of you've been pretty shitty to me. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna leave." Like she's civil about it, but I I think there's a little bit of a fuck you there. Really.
1: I think I think she respectfully just puts him right. It's not yeah. like she she's not looking to end the friendship, and she's no like the Doctor for all of his flaws is a fantastic person like he does exemplify great qualities dedicating his entire life to helping people and that being his entire ethos and everything um and i and i think there is a lot that she can understand about that you know training to be a doctor there's her great fucking love and passion is to help and save people as well and i think it just doesn't like you said this situation doesn't do her any good and it comes to a point where she can enable herself or change it and she changes it and it's it's yeah it's great i really really like the scene
3: yeah and i like that um sorry she talks about that she's going back also for her family like there's been Mm. so many companion exits that are like absolutely heartbreaking i like that hers is she goes off and she has a full life and she looks after the people that have always been the most important to her
2: i think i read recently i might have seen this on twitter or someone might have said it in a tweet or an email, uh, if that is the case, and I've accidentally put it ahead, I apologise. But I think someone said that, like, um, Martha is the only companion until... um, until Ryan and Bradley Walsh, who actually leave the TARDIS voluntarily. Like, everyone else, it's just... Not that great. (laughs) But, yeah, she's the only one who just leaves of her own accord. So, yeah...
3: I think also what that means is like, oh, she can come back. Like Martha's in half the episodes next series. Like you build up so much like audience love for the companion. And while it is Mm. like great storylines have been done by them like dying or being trapped on parallel worlds, when you can bring them back, it means you can automatically get people like re-energized and re-excited in the show. So it's a bit weird that they don't do that a little bit more.
1: There are stings in Doctor Who where it's like, there are cliffhangers before the titles thing which are like so gripping but there's just nothing quite like doctor it's Martha and I'm bringing you back to earth and you're like yeah. oh shit like that just immediately puts you in a different headspace um, to, to get yeah. excited what, what, one thing I'll say about the the, the the kind of exit on Martha's part uh, again just because obviously it's a, it's a great moment for Martha and 10 does get to eat some humble pie um, which is which is good to see after he's been quite <laughs> quite a prick. But he is still reeling that loss and 10 being 10 pushes everything underneath the surface. Um, and there's just a great moment, I've never really noticed it before and I picked up on it today, where he smiles as Martha hugs him and the second that Martha is hugging him and therefore can't see his face, it just drops and his expression is, again, just the same way it was when the Master died, just vacant, alone, just just like not mentally <laughs> okay at all. And then they pull out of the hug and he's just right back to Smiley 10 again, um, which I really, really like. Um, and the Titanic is here as well. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited.
2: Yes. My two <laughs> loves are colliding. The Titanic and Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is going to be a big one for you next week, isn't it? You know where did me, As a... What was I, thirteen-year-old boy or something? When I saw this episode for the first time, and you had the big reveal of the ship crashing through, I was like, "Wow, that's interesting." And then the little ring thing, and it's like the Titanic. I was like, "What? Like, I was like, oh my god!" Is it there, was everything I'd ever
1: wanted. Was there any part of you that was upset? It was a space
2: Titanic. Yes, immediately. <laughs> like when I found that out. I can't remember if it was like in a trailer or something or in the actual episode, but when I found that out, I was like, What? <laughs> oh, no. It would be weird oh, if the doctor shame. was just orbiting fucking <laughs> the ocean. I'm, stranger things have happened. It, the tar- it, a ship just crashed into the TARDIS. How does that even work? Like, what does that look like from the outside? I uh, think about that for two minutes.
1: I'm excited for, for next week because I, I don't want to jump the gun. Maybe I'll cut this out, but just to say it now for, for a laugh. I'm pretty sure that he fixes the hole in the TARDIS by just wheeling a knob backwards. He does, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. um, has anyone Ooh. got any other thoughts? Obviously, we've got our weirdo segment, but before we end the episode, has anyone got any other things to say?
3: Nope, I still like the episode despite comments raised here. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> I think it's 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 absolutely flawed, but it is just so much fucking fun and like it doesn't stop moving and it's such a good it's it's good. It it comes with
2: silly emotional payoff and, and very, very fun. Um and I think when you look at it outside of nostalgia, you can see all the flaws. Um but And what hey. a way to enjoy something. <laughs> 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 and also Jack is not the face of o. Um anyway, it's <laughs> time for
0: Weirdo <laughs> of
2: the <laughs> I'm feeling very ganged up on this week I've got two <laughs> people dancing at me now i'm I'm not happy anyway this is everyone's favorite segment of the show where we get to take a chance to look back on some of the weird and wonderful and grubby little characters who come across our screens each uh, and every week uh Lawrence will start with you who is I think you alluded to it a little bit earlier but please regale us who is your weirdo for this week
1: um so it's the it's the little the little guy. Um, who's like not a great actor if you were to tell me that he was the kid that won the blue Peter competition I'd believe you <laughs> he's oh, he, no. He, he no he's the one that's like um oh the master's here he's outside the master our lord and savior the masters he's walking the earth oh um weird i i just like it, there's there's no one that fits in this better um I don't because he he is just a weird character he says weird things that real people wouldn't say like calling him like uh, our lord and master walks among us or something it's like people don't fucking talk like this
2: <laughs> like, you know. I think a uh, little peek behind the curtain here when we were coming up when we were in the planning stages of this podcast and we had the idea for weirdo of the week this character was literally one of the examples i used <laughs> uh, to, to get the point across i say to you i think that he he would be a good quite contender for weirdo of the week um, yeah <laughs> and yeah yeah and You're i right. think clive,
1: clive was the og clive one was the F- other <laughs> yeah. um bef- before just because I, I couldn't find a point to bring it up in the episode am mm. i allowed to have an alternate weirdo of course i mean i've got like 12 so <laughs> okay <laughs> but... Um, my, my alternate weirdo is everyone aboard the Valiant that is just completely fine with President Winters being dead still um, oh yeah because like, they they specifically, be, they specifically make a point of being like we've just gone back in time it's two minutes past eight and the president is still dead and then the doctor presses a button on a radio and he's like what's going on the president's dead and the doctor's like anyway anyway the rest of the episode
2: <laughs> anyway moving on rest in peace President Winters I guess but yeah, yeah we got shit to do i
1: i i just enjoy that because like mm. he was a he was a prick and i think that they just saw an easy out and were like this guy's this guy sucks never mind him <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i also um... think there's an element of like with another season to go and russell has an affinity of like earthbound stories i just think he probably didn't want to be tied into any one actor
2: or one idea for the president Maybe yeah. that could be it. I, they actually use Obama, don't they, in um... Yeah. <laughs> well, well, they it's don't use so, him. They they say It's so
3: weird. <laughs> Obama's like the president and they're like he's going to fix <laughs> the recession in <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh yeah, Russell's understanding of politics it's <laughs> it's, it's truly something uh brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, we got we got Obama to look forward to, so that's something.
1: Yes.
2: Um I think Trump was even alluded to at a, a one point in Doctor Who as well but oh God. that's obviously later down the line um, uh, yeah uh, we'll go with you next Catherine so who is your weirdo for this week
3: I picked the moment that the, well, the person that took me out of it the absolute most and that is Clive Jones because Martha's <laughs> yes. dad because there is a moment when he's having that lovely tender scene with Francis and they're they're getting back together and they share a little kiss and he goes for an open eye kiss, which is the act of a psychopath. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't wait to kill that guy with you. Some of this always struck me as weird about that scene. It's just the. The way he, like, I don't know, there's just something about the way he, like, leans over and kisses Francine. And, like, his eyes are, like, almost bulging out of his head as Mm -hmm. they kiss. And it's just, it looks so weird. That's
3: my problem with the whole thing. His eyes are open. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, 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 it is quite bizarre, really. I I was just going to say, here's something. Do you reckon before all this went down and they got taken to the Valiant that Clive had broken up with? Uh, no. Whatever that girl's name was. <laughs> so like, when they get back and it's been a year, but not for her, that that's an awkward conversation they got to have, then isn't it? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> do we ever see? Do
1: we ever see Clive again?
2: No, I don't think we do. No. So maybe no, maybe that answers that question then. Yeah, we no. see Francine, but I don't think we ever see Clive. Yeah. Yeah, we we don't see Tish or, or Reggie Yates either. I love that we just call him Reggie Yates as well. <laughs> um <laughs> Right. Okay. Uh, so my weirdo for this. Week, I mean, take your pick, man. Come on. There's <laughs> there's weird CGI Yoda doctor. There's Captain Jack not being the face of Bo. There's <laughs> there's every single guard on the Valiant just suddenly following Jack's orders. And even the moment where like he comes out of the elevator and he's just like, here, give me your handcuffs. And he's just like, yeah, all right, there you go. Have them. <laughs> Cuff um, <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, mine is just uh, a blanket Russell, which just covers them all, basically. (laughs) So, it's it's just Russell, which just covers all all (laughs) of the various weirdo characters. Um, So, whatever he was cooking this week, which was quite a lot, that's that's what I'm going for. So, there we go. I respect
1: it. I respect it. Um, I, I don't respect your... I'm taking the high road. I'm ignoring your final <laughs> shots yes. about Captain Jack. Um, okay. If you if you want to have them, if they help you sleep better at night, Nathan, then then, then make those shots if you will. Okay. Um, what I will ask
2: Nathan is: Did we get any tweets or emails, Lawrence? We got so fucking many. Okay, did <laughs> I, we actually? We, we genuinely did. Yeah, I, I put, a, <laughs> I, put a, I put a big call out in the last episode and been like, please send in some tweets and notifications. Um, and God bless everyone that genuinely came through so so thank you to everyone who did Uh, I'll go through them now, I'll be quick as I can Um, but yes first of all uh damn the lamb add uh, Damn the lamb on twitter says i genuinely love jesus doctor at the end it's dumb and camping and as a kid i was a big fan of t-posing doctor just floating around um <laughs> oh, and here we go yeah also it's wild that martha is the only companion in the revival to choose to leave the tardis until the whittaker era so like we said um, a man after my own heart yes <laughs> uh Robert Vasquez Robert v- Vasquez uh says a lot of people will say Ten is their favorite doctor and I get it David Tennant um but rewatching watching this series all I could think of is how much of a jerk this doctor is <laughs> especially to Martha but also kind of overall Time Lord Victorious makes a lot more sense in hindsight I think that's true I think that's yeah. a good point
1: this, this episode definitely goes a long way for Time Lord Victorious, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, of course, Catherine herself wrote in <laughs> and just said, me to the Still Got Likes podcast this week and then a gif of Martha saying I'm coming back, which I loved very much. That was very fun. Very much appreciated. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Uh, Jared Costell uh, says, Mr. Saxon is an anagram of Master No Six. Don't know what that means, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it is. <laughs> and, and probably other words too. <laughs> yes.
1: Hello, Jared. Very, very sorry. Uh, only now in the edit, just realising that what you actually were saying was that it's an anagram for Master Number 6, as in not Master No. 6. Uh, so we feel very silly. I've texted Nathan. I've called him an idiot. I've also... Um, accepted that I am an idiot, and I'm very, very sorry. Um, this is great insight. Thank you very much. Although, technically, I believe he would be the seventh master, but that's, you know, do you count Derek Jacobi? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Please continue writing in in the future. We did not mean to take the piss. <laughs> I apologise.
2: And and then... Um... Greg Cactusface yes. has, has, uh, has tweeted.
3: <laughs> said, the highlight of my week. <laughs> I'm obsessed with this guy.
2: Uh, <clears throat> during this episode, it is mentioned that Martha goes to a series of places around the world. A world <laughs> series, if you will. Unlike the baseball world series, it only takes place in two countries. In Doctor Who's case, England and Wales.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> Very that's good. Great. That's
2: genuinely great. Oh. Um, so that's the tweets. Now we've got the emails to do. Um, oh, oh no, which they're longer. There are multi- <laughs> yes, of which there are multiple, three to be exact. Oh. Um, this first one is, the name just says Doki Who, um, and it's not signed. <laughs> so I so I can't attribute this to anyone specific. And also, like the e- I won't read out the email, but it's like, it's like Doctor Who specific, so like I think they just made like a burner email for this. Um, You're looking too far into this, Nathan. I think this is Doctor Who. I think this is oh, this is actually <laughs> Doctor Who, is it? Yeah, okay. I think so. <laughs> All right, this is very sweet. It just says, uh, "I just want to say I love the show and I love the work you guys do. I've been really enjoying rewatching the show alongside you both. I don't have Apple Podcasts, so I can't leave a review there, but I wanted to show my appreciation for the pod. Thank you, man." Uh, also, as an American listener, I can confirm that the baseball jokes from Greg Cactus Face are in fact very funny. That's good to know. That is good to know. Uh, keep up the good work. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on series th- four. P.S. Nathan is a prick. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> is I mean, that real? That's yeah, genuinely real. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> at what point do we have to start cutting Greg Cactus Face a
2: check? No, i don't know it's got to be at some soon. it's becoming I, I a feel, segment i feel like we owe him something well w- we don't get anything from this so I, I don't think we could pay anyone until we start claiming that's true that's um, fair. hello hosts oh sorry this is from sam nixon who's written it before um thanks for reading my email out on the blink pod i was your first email but hopefully not your last you're not sam uh here's some thoughts on last of the time lords it's a fairly well-paced episode with great performances by Sim and Agumon, uh, but kind of falls apart with the whole godlike telep- 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 telepathy power at its conclusion. I suppose the in-universe rules of the Archangel Network were never really explained in great detail anyway. That's true. Uh, thank God Martha puts Ten in his place because no doubt his ego would be riding high after that. That's true. I guess she gave him a little come down to earth moment after <laughs> Yeah. After all, put uh, those glowing uh,
1: blue Converse back mm. on solid ground, young man. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, that's something we didn't mention. He's he's in a beautiful blue suit at the end, so that's, that's oh, nice. Oh, give me a breath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, as uh, Sam says, also thank you to Catherine for finally pushing me over the edge and giving into watching the Vampire Diaries. What a weird Yay. show! Oh, hey.
3: that's sweet. It's <laughs> very <Sorry. laughs>
2: uh p.s also nearly every piece of doctor who media will be available on bbc iplayer from november 1st will you watch some classic stuff as it's free cheers sam we actually talked about this yesterday i gave lawrence a phone call Mm. uh, after i heard this news um i think the most exciting thing for us is that every episode of confidential is also coming out yeah um so that's just gonna like make our just like we'll just have more to talk about basically we'll have more shit to say so that's
1: that's, basically i I won't write three pages of notes anymore i'll just watch an extra episode of something and then be like nathan did you know this like an imdb (laughs) trivia
2: section i did lawrence i just watched it on doctor who confidential (laughs) Uh, then let's discuss (laughs) um yeah but uh, it's, it's very exciting that all of that's coming to high player. Um, in terms of classic who Lawrence is still very hesitant, but I am going to force him to watch it. once we've wrapped up the show is still going.
1: There's still a lot we haven't. It's going to take us about three years to catch up to where the show is currently. By that point, there'll be a couple more seasons out, but begrudgingly, I will say that eventually we will run out and, and our hand will be forced. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm extremely excited For weird eight-parters that never end, Uh, I'm I'm probably alienating people. I'm being pessimistic. I'm not excited. There's going to be no
2: glowing hair and stuff. It's going to be. It's going to be all normal and boring you're always pessimistic you're the most cynical man in the world um this last one last email now this is from david over at the talking pictures podcast uh hi guys thought i'd send in an email to get your thoughts on something i noticed uh on this time while re-watching the show and listening to you both talk about it each week uh series three was the first series i watched as a kid and is the one that got me hooked but it seems like the series that actually has the least of the doctor in it I found it interesting that towards the later half of the series, he has a limited role, almost not present in the stories. Human Nature, Family of Bloods, and Blink all fall under this category for me, as well as this episode, making it four out of the 13 episodes this season being Doctor Light, the first three being arguably some of the best this season. Do you think that this was done on purpose, and would you like to see more episodes that don't feature the Doctor, but instead feature the sci-fi wibbly-wobbly world they've created? Thanks for answering, and I look forward to hearing your thoughts on the 60th anniversary in a few years' time. Maybe <laughs> do a special bonus episode to discuss them, uh, and listening to your uh, and listening to you talk about one of my personal favourites, Midnight, coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, thanks, David. Hashtag justice for Martha at the end. That's pretty great.
1: <laughs> a lot to address there. Uh, first and yeah. foremost, no bonus <laughs> episodes. We'll get there when we get there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we might we might have a little comment or two on like the week that episode comes out. But Yeah. The
1: corresponding yeah, but... the corresponding episode of whatever lines up with the sixtieth. That'll be yeah. that'll be all you're getting. <laughs> the Doctor Light stuff, that's really cool. No, yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about that until I read this. Yeah, I, I like I like Doctor Light. We talked about it in Blink primarily, but it's interesting to consider that a lot of these do kind of fall into a Doctor Light. Tenant might be there on the screen, mm-hmm. but it, it's often that he's been kind of taken out
2: of the playing field as the doctor um and I, and I think, I think could- a doctor light episodes can be good but I I think it has to be that I think it has to be an episode because mm-hmm. at the end of the day this is called Doctor Who this show like if we get too much doctor light episodes then it's just a spin-off so yeah. like <laughs> yeah it's true you no know? like I feel, I feel like we 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 need to ha- like one episode in the season is good but I feel like the focus does need to be on the doctor mostly yeah
3: uh-huh. I think um for this season in particular just cuz as they've said there's so many in the back half I actually think it does harm the doctor and Martha's relationship because most of their yeah. like time together is in the first half where he's being an absolute prick and then they never kind yeah. of have enough time beyond that when he's starting to like see her stand like separate from Rose so I think that maybe that's why we had a few issues like talking about um the doctor and Martha that they still tend that's to address point, things
2: yeah 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 that's a good point yeah yeah, that makes sense. Um, Yeah, there you are. There you are. Thank you, David. And thank you, everyone who messaged in. I, <laughs> you, you did it. You did it, you guys. Thank you. I appreciate that. You've shown us some love. And you've shown Catherine some love as well, which is great. Um And you can show us some more love by listening to uh, Missing Mystic Falls, a fun little podcast. Comes out every Wednesday. It's a good time. Enjoy it. It is indeed a good time. <laughs>
1: Definitely watch the vampire diaries is all i'm saying to anyone that is on the fence right just do it it's so good <laughs>
3: i mean it's, yeah. it's it's so bizarre and i i do say like we know on the podcast what the show is we're not like <laughs> yeah. this is the prestige television no. that's not what yeah. it's about it's like oh, remember when we were 14 and we used to watch this why on earth did that happen why did they make all these crazy choices
1: <laughs> i just i one thing i love about that show so much is that like seasons go on and on and and they just they remain so committed to telling me that a man in his 40s is 25 <laughs> and it's like this guy is fucking old <laughs> i'm just, I, sorry but it's yeah true.
3: are we gonna hit a point where i'm in a similar position to you Laura, to this podcast where i haven't actually seen all the vampire diaries <laughs> so it, no yeah no way i know okay <laughs> I've never made it through, so we're gonna just gonna be reacting to these things for the very first time.
1: It took me. To be fair, it took me. I think on my second go, I I also stopped, and then I was like, "What did I miss? I missed something." And yeah, I heard too much about. I won't spoil it here, but I heard too much about the last season
2: that I was intrigued by to not go and watch it. Um, but yeah, Uh, I will say I I I have not seen the Vampire Diaries, but I have seen. Uh, jenny nicholson's like two or three hour video on the vampire oh, amazing so, yeah, essential is as fun well. yeah to anyone yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think yeah. has so she so done go gossip girl and listen to Gavin's podcast
3: no i don't think so no
2: <sighs> no jenny
3: <laughs> do <laughs> gossip
1: girl <laughs> she, i think she did pretty little liars right
3: um mike's mm. mike did pretty little liars i don't know if you've ever seen that video No,
1: uh, i haven't I think I might have done. Oh, uh, Catherine! But while you're here, can you tell Nathan that Succession is good and he should watch it, please?
3: Oh <laughs> man, Succession is so fucking good. Like I, I don't know what it's. It's just amazing. It's so well acted. It's so well written.
1: He doesn't listen to me. He thinks <laughs> he, he thinks that if I like it, it's going to be annoying for him.
2: Catherine, can you tell Lawrence that Taylor Swift is great and Lawrence should listen to all her albums? Oh
3: <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. <man. laughs> I'm just solving, <laughs> we're here to just solve disputes. Okay, Taylor Swift, amazing, succession, yeah. amazing. Can like yeah. lots of different things.
1: I will, I will say that just today, I was dancing around the kitchen while cooking a stir fry with, I, hang on, I was, I was dancing with my dog, but I realised that introducing the dog at the later part of that sentence makes it sound like she was helping me cook. She wasn't. Okay. I was dancing around the kitchen with my dog whilst cooking to Taylor Swift. That's all I'm saying. And also okay. also Jack is the face of Bo. Uh, if you have enjoyed this episode, <laughs> uh, you can give us a little follow. Uh, we are on Twitter, uh, and we're also actually on TikTok. I, I have committed oh, I found yeah. I found an app that does all the captioning for me, and that was the thing that I always fucking despised about making any form of TikTok or short form content. Didn't Go you post a TikTok today and you got 10k
2: views or whatever?
1: Yeah, I think it's largely off the back of we had previous traction on another yeah. happy pod TikTok, which we've now re- yeah. re- repackaged. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Once people realise that it's just about Doctor Who, I think they'll turn away. But for the meantime, we got them. We got them, boys. Okay. Um, but yeah, give us a little follow there. Um, but it, it, It's exactly what you'd expect it to be. We're just clipping out some fun parts uh, of of this to... Promote the show. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, I'm not it's, it's, there's no disillusion here. I'm just. It's promotion. <laughs> um, so go and give that a little follow. That would be nice. Um, and also, uh, you can get excited because every single week, one of these little episodes uh, comes out every Monday at 10 a.m. Uh, and if you do follow us on Twitter, you will get a little post that will remind you about it. Um, you can, as Nathan has said, send us an email or um, leave us a little review or leave us a little tweet, uh, just give us some interaction. It's fun hearing other people's opinions. <laughs> We've brought Catherine on, and it's a breath of fresh air to hear a take <laughs> that isn't mine or Nathan's about this show. Um, so it's it's always welcome. Um, and also, finally,
2: we have another podcast as well, don't we, Nathan? We do. It's called Another Happy Pod. It's our pop culture podcast. Every Friday, uh, we get together and we talk about... Something. Could be a movie, TV, show, video game, a musical, which we just discussed this past week, uh, with Alexander Hamilton. Um and next week we're discussing Moana. So mm. A linathon. A linathon indeed. Mm. Fun times all around. Indeed,
1: indeed. Uh Catherine, where can people follow your podcast or yourself? Anything you want to plug?
3: Yeah, yeah, so uh, podcast is on Twitter, Miss Mystic Falls Pod. Um, we're also on Instagram, Missing Mystic Falls Pod. Um, and then if you want to, you can follow me on Twitter. I, I don't profess to be particularly funny there, but um, it's, uh, what's my name? Uh, Kathy underscore Scratch.
1: Lovely stuff. Um, also, something I guess uh, we will ask, what's, your, what's the next appearance you want to make? What, what is an episode oh. you are
2: gunning to talk about? <laughs> yeah pick, take your pick and you you can have it book it yeah
3: oh okay i have a okay one i think i should be on guys is the vampire episode for that uh in... <laughs> okay yeah vampires yeah, in yeah. Venice
2: yeah okay that can be arranged <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that can be arranged <laughs> but like no that. i'm very grateful
3: okay. for being here it's very fun <laughs> i <was laughs> no happy to problem. have you thank
2: you for joining us we had a great time uh anything else to say Lawrence? before i press my little button Yes, this is the part where
1: I will speak for about 10 seconds while Nathan presses the outro button. I hope he's already pressed
2: it. Goodbye.
1: guys uh editing lawrence here again uh coming at you after the theme song um something that we forgot to do in the episode was just check uh and read out our most recent review so i'm just going to pull that up now um here ah here it is uh so <laughs> it's uh still got it five stars uh, this comes from jeff lemon uh, a wonderful podcast about a 60 year old show that goes off on various bizarre tangents at the drop of a fez. A must listen for me every week. Thank you very much, Jeff Lemon. Uh, And if you are sat there wondering how you can get your review read out, uh, just like uh, this this guy, Jeff Lemon, uh, then all you need to do is leave a little review. Uh, Apple Podcasts, best place to do it. Give us a little five stars and let us know what you think about the show. That would be very cool. Um, But once again, thank you, Jeff.